Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, King Kong. And that was the sound of Kong from Wade Denning's 1974 record album, Monster Mash Sounds of Terror. And King Kong, I gotta say, is probably one of my favorite monsters, I would say. It's one of the original ones from the 1933 movie King Kong. And uh, yeah, he is a king of a monster for sure. Yeah, you know what's funny about it is when I look back at the movie... Uh, and and what they have done with the movie, do you really think it should be in the genre of horror? I don't think it should be a, a horror movie, no, but it's definitely a monster movie. And in yeah. our book, Transylvania Traveler, we make the distinction of, of you know between horror movie and monster movie. We talk about a lot on this podcast what the difference is. But yeah, I definitely think it's a monster movie. But but yeah, I don't think it's probably more of a fantasy movie than a horror movie. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, uh, think about from 1933 to right now, 2020, where, where people are so desensitized to things. And there's an article that we're going to get into that we're going to throw in the show notes uh, once I get to that later on, um, that talk about different things that they had to cut out of the the original movie because it was so terrifying. And I think that's why it always got to being a horror movie because people were really legitly freaked out uh, of this movie when it came out originally. So it, it's... it's uh, That's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess it could be scary. I mean, if you think about... You know, going on to that island, you don't even know what King Kong is. And by the way, you know, we're recording this thing and talking about King Kong. I don't even know if people know what King Kong is. If you don't know, uh, King Kong is a giant ape about 50 feet tall. And uh, yeah, that's what he yeah, is. Yeah, well, hopefully people know <laughs> what King Kong is, because if they don't, it. I'm glad that they're listening right now because they're about to get educated. There you go. All right, cool. All right, well, without further ado, let's dig in. Uh, if you got you got the bear with me a pinch because I have some serious history on King Kong, um, and I pulled my history from the 1933 movie, which shows that King Kong comes from Skull Island, which is inhabited by all kinds of prehistoric beasts that just never died off. And that's pretty much my serious history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, well, so basically, yeah, they don't really say what uh, or where he comes from. It's just that this island has all these prehistoric creatures that didn't die off. Now, here's the real serious history, though. Kong really comes from the monster islands in Transylvania, which if you have our book, Transylvania Traveler, you can learn more about. 
But the way he gets to Skull Island is he simply slips through this portal that puts him on the human world's Skull Island. Now, the Monster Islands, kind of like Skull Island, is inhabited by pretty much every monster you can think of. And these things just never die off. And that's about all the explanation there is that I have. <laughs> well, yeah, here's the funny part. If, if you really want to know what he is in charge of, go into the section on page 203 of our book where it talks Here, about go notable right neighbors. I mean, you said 203? Yeah, page 203. 203. It's in the Monster Island section. Let's go notable to exercise 3 in your tape manual. Yeah. You got dragons, you got skull crawlers, you got dinosaurs and other prehistoric beasts, Godzilla, the Kraken, other giant monsters, bloodthirsty mermaids, pirates, bugs, regular ones, giant ones, and half-man, half-insect ones like Mant. You got worms, the fog, skeletons, gorgons, titans, sharks, animatronic hippos, mayhem monkeys, lightning monsters, Dr. Nightmare, which I was thinking maybe we should do a Monster Monday on Dr. Nightmare uh, because oh, he's yeah, got a sure. huge story. You got a zombie Tarzan, voodoo people, you got cannibals, you got trolls, golems, wizards, warlocks, morlocks from, you know, of course, H.J. Wells' time, The Time Machine, Vikings. I mean, really, honestly, anything that you can possibly think of that is a monster outside of other classic monsters, it's in this island. And King Kong is the person who is in charge of keeping all of those monsters in line. Uh, that's well, why... the gorilla. Right, He's King the gorilla Kong the gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is that Anything you could dream up in your mind, which is kind of along the, the lines of Dr. Nightmare, anything you which could dream up. Which we talk up, about in our book. So if anyone's right. wondering what Dr. Nightmare is, he is a character in Transylvania uh, Transylvania Traveler that, uh, yeah, we don't want to give too much away. Maybe we will do, definitely do a Monster Monday on it. I think we him, should do a but, Monster Monday on it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so those those are just some of the notable neighbors that are in this area um on the monster island i don't know if you had had something else you wanted to talk about mike no there there is other history you know from other king kong properties but i kind of wanted to just keep it to the 1933 uh version so yeah basically that was that was what i had for history and origins of king kong well so the some of the stuff, let's just talk about a lot of his characteristics just to give you kind of a little bit bigger overview of, of what King Kong is. I mean, he's basically protective by nature, kind of like a, a, a silverback gorilla. I mean, they, they are very territorial, very protective of their own kind, and, and uh, anybody gets in the way, they just go crazy. So, uh, but... The whole point of King Kong is to Wait, keep order on the island. They're protected by nature, or they're protective of nature, or he well, is. He's protective like, by nature, so naturally they are a protective. He isn't protective species. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so he's. It's just that he's he's 
he's protecting the land, but when when he was born, he's he's a protective person. Well, not really a person, but he's he's an animal, really. But um, he's also known for his bad temper. He he likes to throw stuff, uh, which obviously in any of the movies he's just totally destructive. Pitching stuff, yeah, all the time. Yeah, um, you know he's strong. He's got big, sharp teeth. Uh, it's kind of funny when I was looking some stuff up on on fandom. Uh, about uh, King Kong, they were they were saying a lot of this stuff uh, about how he either could be the color black or brown, which is which is kind of funny because if you think about the black and white film, you know he looks he's obviously black because it's black and white, and then in the the colorized version of it, he looks more brown. So either or, I mean apes are. I think a little bit of both, so it's either black or brown. That's why I think they've kept the distinction of that in, in, uh, in this fandom article. Um, and I'm bouncing back and forth between the fandom article and in our book on the different characteristics, powers, and abilities. Uh, his weight is twenty five thousand tons, which that's insane. When you think wow, about I wonder it. how they came up. I guess they probably just someone looked at his how big, how tall he was, or how big he was, and estimated that. Like I wonder how they I, came yeah, I up with that number. Don't know how how they came up with that number, but that's that's from that's fandom. That's on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know his powers and significant abilities are pretty much no one is stopping him. I mean, he's just a destructive mess when when you piss him off, and you just don't want to piss him off. So. Yeah, uh, in this, the, in my uh, Encyclopedia thing. of Monsters by Jeff Rovin from 1989, it says for uh, powers, the great ape has no powers behind his enormous physical strength. That's all it says. Right, so, and, and I mean, obviously I he's got weaknesses. So one of his weaknesses are very large doses of tranquilizers, Armies of dinosaurs may slow him down, but he's, he'll still win. Military force, of course. Nuclear bombs. Um, you know, fire. You know, to an extent. But basically, you and know, I, I'd probably say one of his biggest weakness is probably love. Uh, you put a blonde woman in front of him uh, that's screaming at the top of her lungs. And, uh, you know, King Kong has a soft spot for her. So Well, uh, yeah, it's he, interesting... That it doesn't say that one of his weaknesses is Godzilla. And we can get into that debate. And let me tell you what. When that new movie comes out, the Godzilla vs. King Kong, which is supposed to come out May 21st, 2021, if Godzilla wins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be pissed too because King Kong There's no way. Godzilla. Godzilla is a neat... Uh, it's a neat creature neat monster uh but he's not gonna beat king kong so if yeah, he does kong, beat king kong you're, you're gonna have a lot of people pissed off i well i'm gonna be yeah. pissed off and we're gonna have a whole episode on yeah. me being pissed off we should definitely just... <laughs> yeah just the whole episode would just be a pissed off episode because there's no damn way that godzilla is gonna beat king kong king kong is the king even though there was the one movie, uh, the Godzilla movie, where it's King of the Monsters. There's, yeah, there's that's just not true. <laughs> yeah. So there is an article, just to move on, 
There is an article that we'll put in the show notes called 15 Things You Didn't Know About King Kong. And I'm not going to go into all 15 of these. As a matter of fact, I'm only going to pick out a couple. Uh, But it's from ScreenRant.com. And there's some neat stuff in here. Uh, It was interesting because number 15, they said the original print was destroyed. I guess back in the day, before like in the 1950s, what they used to do with the screen print after it was done in the theaters is they used to take the film and melt it down uh, to extract the silver nitrate from it. And so they only had little bits and pieces of things. Uh, and so they they would ha- they had to piece it all together. It took them over two years to get a, a an original, as they put, copy of it. Uh, did they say, did the... Original negative was destroyed, or and they pieced together other, you know a bunch of different films. Which is usually says, what they do. They'll piece together like surviving films. You know, and they may have to grab the best stuff from this print or the best from this print. But are they saying the original negative was destroyed? So it. I'll just read you what it says. It says films predating the 1980s didn't have much value once they left the theaters. Because of their worthlessness, most original film negatives were stored poorly, and a lot of them made before 19, the 1950s were melted down to extract the silver nitrate. In Kong's predicament, there Damn. wasn't a decent print to be found in the U.S., so the movie was reconstructed using various pieces of film that could still be found in England, Belgium, and France. The prints were then duplicated and digitally enhanced frame by frame to create the new master version seen today. The entire process took over two years, but it was worth it to preserve the legacy of the groundbreaking film like King Kong. Wow, I can't believe they actually melted it down. Like they took yeah. the negative and melted it down. That's insane. Yeah, so, I mean, can you imagine like some of the other films that they lost entirely oh there's all sorts of films they have have these preservation societies that you know like martin scorsese saves a lot of films and eddie muller from the film noir foundation preserves a lot of films you know old films that just got destroyed over the years or lost and and they'll pull from different prints put all these things together clean them up and yeah it's good work yeah i think the the other one uh Number 14 on this list, the infamous missing scene. So apparently there was a spider sequence um, that was so terrifying. And this is what I was talking about. It says, perhaps the most infamous of all these scenes is the spider pit sequence in in which giant spiders devour various crew members on Skull Island. When the scene played... For an early test screening, many many audience members were horrified, screaming and running out of the theater. Director Marion C. Cooper stated that he cut the sequence the next day, supposedly because it stopped the story rather for its bad reception. Though the sequence was initially considered lost forever, uh, and I guess in the in the uh, Peter Jackson uh, movie in 2005. Uh, of King Kong, he he reconstructed that with traditional stop motion animation. Oh my God, that yeah. scene just kept going and going and going, just like that whole movie, 
just kept going. I remember it was like I was watching the thing. It started out, and it's like, well, this looks really great. And it's like, by the time the first King Kong movie would have been over, they weren't even on Skull Island in the Peter Jackson version. It's like it just. Well, let me tell you. Why was it that long? Let me tell you something about long? that movie. So first off, we'll get back to this article in a second. So when I went and watched that movie, I was an hour and a half into it, and I turned it off because they hadn't. Yeah, even they weren't left even on Skull Island. Yeah, they hadn't <laughs> even left to voyage out to the Skull Island, and I, I was just <laughs> done with it. I I I I was so dragged on. Uh, you know, and a lot I mean, of the dude, times I, I like Peter Jackson's movies. I think he does a good job. He just drags everything out. And uh, Yeah, once he did the first Lord of the Rings, uh, it was like after that, it's like the movies have to be four hours. And the, the crazy thing is, is there's even an extended version of that movie. And it's like this thing is like twice as long as Schindler's List. What the heck is <laughs> King yeah, Kong movie? I mean... Don't get me wrong, Lord of the Rings, even if we go back to that, Lord of the Rings is not a bad movie, it's just, it's a lot of the same stuff repeating over and over and over again. It's one of those movies that I like to watch, even the Hobbit series, I like to watch when I'm sick, and you're just sitting in your in your room, and, and you want to get cozy or something and, and watch those movies, but... Oh, for the man. most part, the Peter I think Jackson I'm the only remake. person in the world that hates those movies. They're just like walking around. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Even even the Hobbit <laughs> series does that. But to, yeah, to get back like to walking, this article, walk. uh, there's there's so many neat things. I didn't even realize this, but it's kind of sad. But apparently, King Kong was Hitler's favorite movie. I don't even know why. Oh, they put I did that know that. There, that is crazy. I do remember uh, that. I think I did like a little comic of that in history class. We had to do uh, historical comics or something in a class or something. I remember doing that. Yeah, and, and then uh, number nine on this list, King Kong vs. Frankenstein, which I guess was originally a dream project of Willis O'Brien, the stop-motion animator. Uh he wanted this to, I, I honestly, I don't even know how they would have done this, but apparently he wanted to have King Kong and Frankenstein fighting each other, but none of the American studios were interested in it. And I guess the, the script was eventually sold to uh, Toho Studios, um, who then replaced Frankenstein with Prometheus uh, with their own, I, I, I guess it was their own classic monster Godzilla and eventually they made King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, but how, how do you even have a script that makes any sense where King Kong is fighting Frankenstein? I mean, he just steps on him. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they had cooked up in that thing. Uh, there was another thing that I was looking at. Number two on this list is it number two yeah i guess uh in 1982 when donkey kong came out universal studios filed a lawsuit against nintendo um because they called it nintendo or atari no nintendo donkey kong was made by nintendo i believe oh huh so yeah nintendo in 1981 
uh, is when they huh. they came out with it. So I don't know. Uh, it's kind of funny because uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred actually had a version of it. It looks like, but it was originally created by by Nintendo. I I believe wow, I could be totally wrong. I'm looking on a Wikipedia article right now, and it says. Uh, July 9th, 1981 was the first release of, of Donkey Kong. So they might have later uh, yeah, on. Maybe as an arcade. And and I don't know yeah. the history of video game companies, but yeah, maybe Nintendo was making arcade games and then eventually made their own system. Okay, the, mm-hmm. the game, the games of the first genre are mostly single screen platform puzzle types featuring Donkey Kong as the opponent in the industrial construction settling setting donkey kong first made his appearance in 1981 arcade machine in an arcade machine called donkey kong in which he faced Jumpman mario now nintendo's flagship character oh wow so, i didn't even know that was supposed to be mario or that's where mario came from huh it's a little tidbit yeah, for the kids uh, well it's it's conceived by i can't pronounce this guy's name uh, Shingaru Maimoto. I mean, I know Maimoto, uh, but I, I don't, I can't pronounce some of these people's names, but I, I'm pretty confident that it was originally made by Nintendo and then it was put on other platforms cause they probably, maybe they bought rights or something for it. But so Universal the, tried suing them because the gorilla was like King Kong and I guess because it was, I wonder why well, they I'll have donkey you. in there. I'll read you this this little article. It says, uh, uh, in 1982, Universal Studios filed a lawsuit against Nintendo for creating a widely successful impish ape called Donkey Kong. Universal claimed that the video game mascot was a blatant ripoff of Kong, but in the end, the courts decided that, that Universal did not have an exclusive trademark rights over the property. That and the fact that no one could confuse King Kong with Donkey Kong, a fair point, Considering one of them is a hundred feet tall, and the other is a normal-sized gorilla who wears a tie, uh, that was one of the reasons why the lawsuit didn't go through. Yeah, I mean, uh, come be- on, that's I don't even know how it's close, other than the name Kong and it's a a gorilla. Yeah, um, hmm. this was an interesting thing. Number one, uh, when Marion C. Cooper, the director there of King Kong, set out to write his first draft of King Kong, the title was simply referred to as the beast when rko executives were unimpressed with the generic title it was changed to the jungle beast which the production company was considered bland because of cooper's infatuation with the words that started with the letter k it was eventually changed to kong but since executives thought audience would think uh that the film would be mistaken as docudrama which were usually one word titles king was added to create the monster's full name. King Kong is the title that sticks in the minds of audiences huh. everywhere and is heaps better than just calling him the Beast. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, huh. And then his the number one thing on this article was just uh, King Kong already beat Godzilla, of course. And and I'm going to just state that as in, the, in that movie, what was it, 1962, King Kong vs. Godzilla... He's walking away, and I know we brought this up on another podcast, but he's walking yeah, I think away. in the Godzilla episode, we talk a little bit about it. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, which one was that? That was in, I'm pretty sure it was 62. 
Uh, where'd that go? Yeah, 60, August 11th, 1962 is when King Kong versus Godzilla came out. And yeah, it it looks like King Kong wins because he's kind of like swimming away. Godzilla's gone. Yeah. So there's, there's another thing just to kind of keep going here. Apparently there's a King Kong VR experience coming out. And I'll put the... Oh. the uh, there's a YouTube video as well as, uh, I guess, the, the company... Uh, betson.com slash amusement or I, we'll just put it in the show notes does it, it show a, the, it shows the, a, little, it like? a little trailer of it and a, apparently it's coming to uh, like arcades and it looks really cool they um, they got a picture of what it's going to look like it's a two seater thing and you, you're you're going to be in King Kong's face fighting fighting monsters there's insects in there there's a lot of interact yeah interactivity um there's different different things that you get to do but you you literally are on skull island and you're fighting all kinds of monsters and then i guess at the very end of the of the whole sequence there's a uh, king kong comes up and i think you fight him or something at the end uh it says it's a it's a cinematic interactive vr experience it waves dazzling 3d visual effects exciting motion seat action cutting-edge VR displays, and movie-style excitement into an unattended ca- cabinet for an arcade amusement industry. And it just says it's coming soon, uh, but it looks neat. So I thought I'd throw that in there. Like I said, we'll Yeah, I'm watching it right notes. now. That thing looks like I'm going to get sick as heck. <laughs> it's going possible. all the trees and everything. But it definitely looks neat. Uh, yeah, there's it, also... it looks cool for sure. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty anal when it comes with with the action figure toys. Uh, a lot of the times you can go on Amazon and you could type in you know King Kong or you could type in really any action figure. And sometimes uh, Amazon has some really good action figures, but this time around I didn't see anything on Amazon where I was really excited about it. So I started venturing out and looking for other other places that are selling. King Kong action figures and there's one that was on GameStop.com that I will throw the the link in the show notes but this thing looks real oh yeah uh, he looks cool he it, looks I mean, really cool and it's only 22, 22 bucks. bucks that's yeah. not too bad so plus you could detach I guess the face the hands to have him do different things uh, oh yeah, like you could change his facial expression by putting like there's one where he's really growl. I think that's what it looks like anyway. Like you could change his facial expressions. Yeah, you could change his facial like. expressions. He's almost a foot tall. Uh, there's a little picture there where it shows a ruler and dang, it looks oh like yeah, when he's like eight inches, eight and a half inches maybe. Uh, I, I just think this was a great. A, a dude, I kind of want to get that, dude. Yeah, and even as I was looking... He's about the size of the, the Bigfoot character I have on my desk here. Maybe they yeah. could fight. Well, there's even <laughs> another one uh, that that's a little bit more ridiculous that I found. I'll have to link this one to you, Mike, because I didn't send it to you. But we're going to put this one in the show notes as well. Let me actually send this to you real quick. So that you have this. But this one is $249. And here, I'll send that to you. And and this 
this one even looks it looks more like the one from uh skull island the, the latest movie but it's oh uh, yeah it is sweet looking yeah he's pretty uh, oh you could change the faces on that guy too yeah the huh. faces and the hands he's got there's one that where he's he has his mouth closed there's another one where his teeth are showing and then one where he's got you know it open like i said we'll throw that in the show notes as well uh, and then last but not least, what I have on my list here is uh, Forey Ackerman. Uh, you know, back back a long time ago when my brother and I were, were kids, I think, you know, in the 90s, my dad and I and my brother were able to make an appointment to go down to Forrest J. Ackerman is his full name, and most everybody refers to him as Forey Ackerman. Um but we were able to go to his house. He's he's a guy who made the famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. Um, but inside his house, he has a bunch of King Kong models from the original movie in 1933. Yeah, among a ton of other movie props and posters, books, and all sorts of stuff in his house. It was a museum for monster lovers and he used to the, the thing the, the cool thing about that was I remember we went into a comic book store and found a bunch of old famous monsters of filmland magazines and I remember it was right around Christmas time and I had asked mom you know this is one thing that I want for Christmas a bunch of these monster magazines and so for Christmas of course uh, I got a bunch of these, and one of the articles, and we're talking these were old magazines. I forget what year the one was that had an article about how you could take a tour through Forey Ackerman's house. And, I mean, we're this, it must have been like this magazine from the 60s or something. And so I was like, well, here's the... I can't remember if it was a phone number or an address. Either way, I contact or I called or wrote a letter and I think you wrote a letter from what I remember it was an yeah, article and that it had was, an address and and we wrote an article and and then he responded and then I had him sign that magazine yeah so he, he basically we were he was still doing it this was probably like 1992 or three or something and we were able that summer when we came down from Northern California to visit our dad in Southern California, we were able to take that tour. And then I had that magazine and we had him sign it. And I also, I still have the video camera footage, which I have not seen since probably the nineties. And I need to dig up and, uh, and go through it because I'm sure he's on the, in that footage and all those King Kong models like you're talking about, little things that were from the movie, miniatures from that movie. Well, you know what's crazy too is that if you go and type Forey Ackerman King Kong models, even in a Google search, there there are videos out there of, of him showing uh, the models that he had with other people uh, it, it is amazing even seeing those things in person, even being that close when we were in his house, seeing the, the different creatures that all the, all the models, it was so amazing that he still had those things preserved from 1933. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, so I figured I'd bring that up, but if oh, you real look quick, in, 
I just found the magazine. I have here it is here. It's in perfect condition and I have his autograph right here. So this magazine is from let me see if it has the date. Uh oh, 1978. May 1978 was the oh, wow. the magazine. So it still had let me see if it says the address on there. Well, while you're looking for that, I just want to let all of our, our listeners know that there is a book that's on Amazon right now called The House of Ackerman, a, photo- a photographic tour of the legendary Acker Mansion, as they called his house. And if you click that link, Mike, it takes you into Amazon, and there's a book of him and uh, they don't have very many in stock, but it's seventy-one dollars and ninety-nine cents, and I think you could only get used copies of it right now. Oh, but it looks I'm gonna cool. have to get that. I, I am tempted, just because we. It's not like we knew him, knew him, but we did meet him. We did we see a lot of the stuff. Him. Yeah. Okay, so real uh, quick, here you, here you go. It's, this is what it says in the magazine. Uh, Blood red are the front doors to the home in Griffith Park, Hollywood, which houses the 51-year collection of imaginative memorabilia belonging to Forey Ackerman during his lifetime and willed to the world when Prince... Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so going through all this stuff. Uh when you arrive at the Great White House at 2495 Glendower Avenue, having first made an appointment, of course, by dialing Moon Fan, you see the crimson car with license plate sci-fi. That's what. So that's what we did. We call, I dialed in Moon Fan and just thought, well, let's just see what happened, and we made an appointment. <laughs> it was yeah. that's pretty cool, and that was in the 90s, and this magazine was 78. But so I still, still have worked. to say, just to just to get back to King Kong, since that's really what we're talking about, is that he had all of those models, and I and I think that and and even in in this book they even reference uh, that he had uh, the original dinosaur models from 1933's uh, King Kong in the, in the book. I mean, he has so much other stuff in there, um, but it is it is amazing. So, anyways, yeah. So that that book. Hopefully you click that link, Mike, and uh, and check that out. But yeah, I mean, as far as uh, King Kong material, that's what I got. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that book, um, seventy-two dollars is crazy, but it does look really cool. Um, so maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list or something. Someone will just, you know, maybe they'll want to get it. Um, okay, yeah. cool. Um, that was everything you said you had. Yep. All right, cool. So as far as movies goes, I'll just go through this real quick. There were a bunch of King Kong movies. So you have the 1933 version. You have Son of, Son of Kong, which came, which also came out in 1933. The first one came out in March. This Son of Kong came out in December. Then you had King Kong vs. Godzilla in 1962. You had King Kong Escapes in 1967. That was also by the Toho Company who made King Kong vs. Godzilla. Then Dino De Laurentiis made uh, the 1976 version of King Kong. 
They also, Dino De Laurentiis also did King Kong Lives in 1986. Then you had a couple animated movies, The Mighty Kong in 98, Kong King of Atlantis in 2005. Then you have Peter Jackson's Never Ending film, King Kong, which came out in 2005. Yet another animated movie, Kong Return to the Jungle, that came out in 2006. Then you had the fantastic Kong Skull Island, which came out in 2017, which was part of that MonsterVerse from Legendary Pictures. And May 21st, 2021, we will see Godzilla versus Kong, which hopefully they do it right. And I think they will. I think they will, but we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, they... They did a great job with uh, Skull Island, um, the one that they just came out with, Kong Skull Island there. And I, I mean, honestly, if I had to judge my my favorite, it would be the 1933 color version. And we've already talked about this in other episodes. Yeah, uh, mine's the black and white version. And, and just because I feel 19... monster movies are great in black and white. So. And it's still great in black and white. But I the the movie itself, the 1933 one, is my favorite. But it's followed up by the recent one, uh, Kong Skull Island. That would be my next in line, and it's very close to the original for me. Yeah, he's they did such a great a job on that. He's such a beast in that movie. How he destroys those skull crawlers, like it. That movie really blew me away when I saw it. It just because you really could see the pure strength of King Kong, which if you like King Kong, it is just it's shown extremely well. You kind of get excited when he's beating the heck out of people. So or other monsters, I mean, not people. Yeah. So All those skull crawlers. Yeah. So all right, and then if you're in Transylvania and you're looking for Kong, just go to the Monster Islands. And uh, if you get our book Transylvania Traveler, which you could get at JackOLanternPress.com then uh, you will be able to navigate through Transylvania and get to the Monster Islands, hopefully. We'll see. So, all right, anything else, Tom, before we call it a night? Nope, that'll do it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday, what we thought was going to be a short one, which now is our longest one ever. Uh, For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Ha ha ha!